0: <laughs> so we're in the last section the tenth principle of uh, blameworthy traits uh, this uh, th- this last section is on riya uh, which means ostentation it's actually one of the tougher sections to cover um, but we'll try to try our best to do justice inshallah it's also one of the longest sections so um, we're only going to cover very small portions of it so he says uh, so he starts off with a verse of the Quran Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said "So ostentation means basically to perform deeds for the sake of others or to show others it comes, um, riya literally means like to, show, uh, to other, show others so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says lil hum an hum yura'un. Uh, woe to those who pray and are heedless of their prayer and to those who are ostentatious Allah Ta'ala also says We feed you only for the sake of Allah's countenance um, We do not want any reward or thanks from you Meaning to the person that you're giving food to Allah Ta'ala says Whoever hopes to meet his Lord Let him do righteous deeds And Imam Ghazali says By righteous deeds uh, He intended sincerity the Prophet ﷺ said, Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala, The Prophet ﷺ said, Verily the most dreadful thing I fear for you is the minor association of partners with Allah. ash shirk al-Asghar. It was asked, and what is that? He said, ostentation. Allah Ta'ala will say on the Day of Judgment when He rewards the slaves for their deeds, Go to the people to whom you are ostentatious and see if you will find any reward with them. So the concern with ostentation, the biggest concern Imam Ghazali mentions, is that it's a type of shirk because, basically, our devotion and obedience is for Allah, and that's the purpose we do, we live, we do everything. That's the purpose we exist. And when we begin to do something for the sake of some other person, or because we want to please some other person, or to show some other person, we're basically showing that we're basically demonstrating that it isn't Allah Taala is not sufficient for us to reward (laughs) us. He's not sufficient in terms of the attention that we seek. We desire more attention than the attention of Allah. Um, but uh, and that's problematic. So, uh, so then on the day of judgment, Allah Taala will say to us, if we did it for the sake of other people, or if we had some other, uh, some other intention in our heart, then go to those people to whom you were trying to show, because ultimately uh, you sought reward from them to begin with. You did it partly for their sake. So go see what they have for you. And of course, on that day, uh, you no no person will own anything. Allah Taala will own everything. So there's nothing that they can offer you. He sallallahu alayhi wa said The Prophet said That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said Whoever performs a deed for me But associates another with me concerning it It is for him entirely And I am free of it I am the freest of the free from those uh, I am the freest of those free From need of partnership um, Meaning that If Allah Taala frees himself from us when we do something for someone else. Basically, he's saying that okay, well, you don't need me anyway. If you're claiming you don't need me, well, then I certainly I don't need you. I never I don't need you anyway. But uh, in, if you don't need me, then there's no need for me to turn my attention onto you. So Allah Taala essentially cuts you free, and you're left to your yourself he وسلم, said Allah does not accept a deed that has a particle's weight of ostentation in it he said verily the slightest bit of ostentation is an association of partners with Allah uh, so again going back to this concept that it is a type of shirk and I think thus far of, of all the principles we've covered this is the first one that's highlighting uh, that, that's 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 comparing uh, the, 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 the trait the, the blameworthy trait with a type of shirk uh, his associating partners, Isa salam said, "If it is a day that one of you is fasting, then he should put oil on his head and beard, and wipe his uh, on his head and beard, and wipe his lips, so that the people do not see that he is fasting. If he gives with his right hand, he should hide it from his left hand, and if he prays, he should lower the cover of his door, so as people cannot see from the outside. It, like it, now, it's a little bit different, um, but that if you, if you live in a part of a home that you know you're you're." Musallah of your home is easily visible Then you'd basically cover it So that people aren't constantly able to see what you're doing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala most certainly divides praise Just as he divides provision For this reason Umar anhu said to a man Who would tilt his neck to, Meaning to lower his head during prayer And he would say Oh you with the neck Straighten your neck up For humility is not in the necks But it is in the hearts you know sometimes people when they are, when they're praying uh, it's almost a display of of uh um, they they're trying to display humility so the way they do it is they basically just kind of tilt their head in one direction and i'm so humble you know i uh i'm so caught up in this salah you know but muhammad said no you have to stand up stand up straight because that's not part of humility nor is it the sunnah to actually pray with your neck tilted but this is actually very common practice sometimes people put their head you know straight down in this direction because they just want to display that they're completely lost in their prayer but not only is it against the sunnah um, that's there's no need for that there's no need for that um, Okay, so the types of actions in which ostentation occurs the reality of ostentation is seeking status in people's hearts through worship and good deeds there are six types of actions that are done ostentatiously the first one is ostentation in respect to the body such as showing skinniness and lightness so that one is thought to stay up praying at night and to fast all day. showing So, so it used to be the case that you would purposely demonstrate uh, how skinny you were. I don't I don't think this is as prevalent. I mean, I, I, I don't know. Most people aren't losing weight because they're so engaged in prayer anymore. Um, but if, if you're displaying it so that you're conveying this message that I was just too busy praying, that I didn't have time to eat, or I was so engaged in worship and going up and down that I lost a, a shed a few pounds, that would apply here or that i just i'm fasting all day then you for that purpose you're showing skinniness and that's problematic showing sorrow so that one is thought to be extremely earnest regarding religious affairs showing disheveled hair so that one is thought to be extremely immersed in the religion and has no time to take care of himself Or right? sometimes we'll do this as well that okay you know should i clean up my beard or should i not you know what i'm just gonna i'm gonna let it leave it scruffy because i want people to to, to think that I just don't have time to actually address this, or you know, this is just dunya, so what you know, what what does it matter anyway? Uh, so that's 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 improper. You, you should be kept and look presentable. Um, and then showing chapped lips to suggest that one fasts. So, for instance, if you have a habit of fasting outside, normal is different, but outside of Ramadan, if you're fasting, enough or a sunnah fast, you know, sometimes you get like this uh, white kind of layer uh, around your lips or. Oh, uh, and, and it's very visible that okay this person must be fasting well then you should make it a point to clean that up uh, and lowering the voice to suggest that one is weak from the severity of struggling right like you know you, you lower your voice and I'm just I'm just to- so taken aback by the mercy of Allah I just can't help it I'm so blessed to be here you know these sorts of statements that we make and the way we t- this isn't this isn't from the sunnah in fact you know it, you'll you'll see by the time we get to the end of this basically what you'll gather from this is for the most part you should just act normal <laughs> yeah. just act normal I'll, I'll tell you one story it was once we were in um, it was at Umrah and we were sitting with um, you know like a, we were sitting with one of the mashaikh and um, so there was like a few of us sitting and it was time to eat and one like of the of the uh, of the senior uh, shaykh who was sitting like next to me, and he was sitting a little bit back. And time it came to eat, so you know, uh, so people started eating, and I was like, oh, there's food. Okay, I'm gonna eat. So I ate too, right? And um, and uh, he, but he was kind of just like waiting, you know, kind of sitting a little bit behind. And he just hadn't, and it wasn't. He was he's actually mashallah far more senior than I am, and he's he's like developed himself, you know, far more advanced, and he's been do- doing the work of of for many years now. So far more than I have. So it's clearly he's more developed, and he wasn't not eating because uh, he was uh, because he just didn't have enough. I, I mean, it was because he was trying to show off something. Anyways, he was reprimanded. He was said it was said to him that like uh, you know you shouldn't you shouldn't you shouldn't sit in the in the back. Of these gatherings, sit in the shoes, and you know, kind of sit in the shoes of like talks, because you feel like you're nothing, and you don't deserve to be this, and you shouldn't be, you shouldn't eat, you know, with the people, because you're just such a, um, because you're such a faqir, or you're just such a, um, a, I don't even know the word, um, uh, no, no, not, not beggar, you're such a, low life. yeah, like you're such a low life, or you're 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 not worth, you know, you, you don't deserve to be a part of, you know, everyone else is there. You shouldn't do that. That's and then he said, and he said that's actually a sign of kibur. That's actually a sign of of, of, really, uh, of kibur. So takabbur, uh, to do that. And we were shocked. <laughs> like, man. I mean, I know he doesn't have it. I mean, if he if he has it, oh my gosh, I know I have it. And and I'm actually like like in, indulging in my in my is indulging in the food that was in front of me. <laughs> so when we heard that, we all just started eating more and more. <laughs> we took we took extra like sandwiches, and it was. It's really interesting. So basically the point is that, you know, when it comes to these sorts of things, you have to be normal. You have to be normal. There's no, you don't, you don't purposely go out of your way. Uh, you know, sometimes people when they'll, you know, come and say salam, uh, or sometimes when they saying salam to one another, you know, they'll lower their head and say salam. Lowering the head should only be done to Allah. Right? But people are doing it as a sign that, you know, okay, I'm lower than you. Well, That's not displayed Physically or or uh, overtly That's displayed from the heart As Umar anhu said Don't lower your necks because humility or uh, be, Don't lower your necks because um, um, He said in it Because humility is not in the necks It's in the heart So you don't have to lower your head You don't have to lower your voice Because you're trying to show humility That's not humility In fact that, that might have the opposite effect The second ostentation is in, Is uh, through form, such as shaving the mustache, lowering the head while walking. So again, lowering the head comes up again. Moving calmly, so that you you walk at a very slow pace. You know, um, leaving the mark of prostration on the face. So if you like, if you have, I mean, on the carpet, it doesn't it doesn't? It's not necessarily the case. But if you were to pray like in sand or dirt, and it gets dirty, and you you know you kind of keep walking around like that, so that people know that you just you know did a prolonged sajda. Um and, uh, and shutting the eyes in order for it to be thought that one is in a state of spiritual ecstasy unveiling or deep thought right you know sometimes people will sit in dhikr and they'll purposely close their eyes and they're just they're so deep in thought but they wouldn't do this if they were by themselves and that's the whole point but when they're're in their gatherings of people then the deepest muraqaba they could ever imagine you know they're now in that state when they're reciting quran they're so engrossed in it you know that uh, when they're when they're praying salah they're just um, They're they're as they're they're, not, they're completely still and they're prolonging their prayer. But uh, you, you can you can I mean you, I'm sure you've probably seen this maybe in your mm-hmm. own life. Um, So so shutting the eyes in order for the, this is these are all these are all signs of diya. The third is ostentation in regards to Shit, clothes. So, yes. Um, when we were talking about like walking with the head down, mm-hmm. if you're just trying to lower your gaze, what's that's way? different. Lowering your gaze is different. Walking like this is different. Oh. Yeah, if you're looking down, because for the sake of lowering the gaze from the dunya or from something you shouldn't <laughs> look at, that's uh, of course it's appropriate. For lowering your head, is it the same if someone coming toward you and you get up and say salam to them? What do you mean? Like someone's coming? Yeah. Right, you're sitting down. Yeah. Is it is it like macro to get up to say hi to them? Oh, to stand up and say salam yeah, to them? To stand up. No, no, it's not. It's okay. You can, yeah. I mean, if it's a sign of respect, you can, yeah. Um. You, Yeah, they lower your head Yeah. And, uh, it's, a it's a tough one, yeah I mean, it's better to not lower your head And um, pick this up instead, if you need to <laughs> But, um, yeah, I mean, it's Lowering the head is, is The ulama are very particular about this Because really, the head should only be physically lowered For Allah and Allah alone So you have to do whatever you can to avoid that It's It can be tough uh, But certainly, you shouldn't do it In the name of deen either like I'm doing it for the sake of humility. You know, I'm doing it for the sake of how oh, I'm lower than you and I'm not as good as you. I mean, then now not only now your intentions also corrupt. <laughs> I mean, uh, culturally it's just the same. No, no, I know that's different. I'm just saying, certainly for these situations you shouldn't yeah. even in those you should try to avoid lowering the head. Um you could you could you could like you you could do is you could like um I mean, usually, whoever you're lowering your head to is shorter than you, right? Especially if it's like, (laughs) you know, then you're basically not bending over or you're not lowering your head over because uh, you're doing it, you know, because they're they're shorter than you. You know, that would be okay. (laughs) (laughs) No, no. Um. I don't know. Okay. The third ostentation is regards to the clothes like wearing wool or another rough material, shortening a garment up to close to half of the ski, uh, of the shin, so pulling your pat legs up very high up. So that is very noticeable that, you know, I'm I'm uh I'm someone, I'm a someone. Or I'm 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 trying to I, this is um my, this is how I'm going to show the sunnah. Um shortening the sleeves and leaving a garment dirty or with holes in order for it to be thought that one has no time to take care of his clothes. So wearing patched clothing and praying. uh, uh, Okay, so we're going to move past this part. Okay. Um, The fourth is ostentation through statements, such as ostentation of preachers, so people that give khutbahs, people that give talks, people that that speak, uh, using flowery language, and choking up or tearing when one's relating points of wisdom uh, or hadith. You know, and this happens uh, that uh, or statements of pious predecessors that you purposely you sometimes you plan out where you're going to cry. You know, when you're when you're in this situation, I'm going to plan out when I get to this verse and I'm reading it, then I'm going to I'm going to uh, become all emotional. You know, but that's these are all signs of idiot. Um So and he says here, he'll explain it here. Despite these actions, the ostentatious person is all the while devout of the realities of truthfulness and sincerity inwardly. Rather, it is all so that the speaker may be thought of as possessing those qualities. Meaning, if inwardly you, you truly have that kafia, you really have that feeling, and then from your heart, then you choke up or your tears are displayed, then that's totally appropriate. Because uh, you're doing it, you're just, you're, whatever was in your heart is just coming out. But, um, but that, that often isn't the case. Okay. Uh, similarly, moving the lips in remembrance. So sometimes you're sitting and it's dinner time and it, it's time to eat and that's the time you decide, you know what, I'm going to do some salawat now. And everyone's watching. I mean, you wouldn't otherwise do that, right? But, but you're doing it now because not, well, I have time but there's people around me so I'm, I'm just going to do it. I'm, I'm too good to engage in conversation with people. I'm, I'd rather just engage myself and be lost in the remembrance of Allah. Now, if that was your true reality, then then you would do that when you were on your own, and you would do that when you were in the company of people as well okay um, so similarly, moving the lips in remembrance or commanding good and forbidding evil in the presence of people, while the heart is devoid of grief over disobedience or showing anger over objectional acts and regret over disobedience, while the heart is devoid of any hurt. you know sometimes you like to reprimand other people uh, because you want to show the community that you know what. What if for instance somebody comes to the masjid then maybe they're not dressed appropriately they're wearing clothes that are like in, their shorts are too low or something now it's one thing to to address them in a in a correct way and you're doing it for the sake of Allah's pleasure and you want to make sure for their own betterment you know you let them know but what you make sure that you make it a point that everyone in the mustard knows that you're the one reprimanding them because you want people to know that uh, you're uh, that this is objectionable to you. you know, what is this person thinking? Did you guys see what he just? Did you guys see what he looks like? You guys see what he's wearing? You know, you wouldn't do it if you were by yourself, but you want people to recognize that you find these things to be objectionable. Okay, the fifth ostentation is through practice, such as prolonged standing in prayer, bowing and prostrating well, lowering the head, not looking uh, around much. Um, walking humbly and closing the eyes. So in particular with regards to salah that you are prolonging your prayer you're bowing and prostrating in better form or shape than you would when you were on your own so you're very particular about when you're doing sajda that you do it in the proper you know the proper method but when you're by yourself you know you you might just lay yourself down on the ground when you're when you're praying you know you're very particular about you know being very uptight when you're uh, so uh, these are all signs of ostentation walking humbly and closing the eyes we we talked about this already Um, the ostentation persists and this is important the ostentatious person does these things while Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala knows of his inner self that if he were alone, he would do none of it. That's the key distinguishing factor between someone who's ostentatious and someone who's not, or someone who has idiyat or not, is that you wouldn't do it if you were on your own. Rather, he would pray lazily and he'd walk hastily. You'd walk quickly. You wouldn't walk slow with your eyes closed. Indeed, he might do that when walking, but if he was, um, but if he were to feel someone looking at him, he would return to tranquility so as to be regarded as possessing humility. The sixth is ostentation through a person having many students and companions or frequently mentioning sheikhs, frequently taking names of scholars or speakers that you know, that you have interacted with because you were, because uh, um, you have popularity amongst those circles so that he may be thought to have met many of them. Sheikh Zaid and I, we go way back. We go way back. You know, the last three times he came in the town, he's been staying with me, but this time I thought I would give someone else a chance. Why should I? <laughs> yeah. So re- re- referencing scholars, speakers, you know, things like that, this is this all comes under the, yeah. Um Okay. So again, I'm I'm, I'm moving the, we're, we're we're not covering a lot of it. He, Imam Ghazad talks about the levels of ostentation, the subjects of ostentation which we don't have time to cover. Um Okay, ostentation can be clear, hidden, and more imperceptible than a crawling ant. This is this section. Know that some ostentation is clear, some of it is hidden, and some of it is more imperceptible than a crawling ant. As for the clear, it is what motivates a person to act. If it it were not for that motivation, the person would have no desire to do it. He would have no desire to perform the action to begin with. You would never think about performing the action unless you saw that somebody was going to be able to see you. Okay. The second, as for the hidden, it is it is for an act not to be done solely for the sake of some outer motivation, but for an act to become easier and the energy for it to increase. Like if someone regularly prays every night, but if he had a guest, he would increase his energy. So it almost falls under the that's the second category. Okay. Something more hidden than this. So so the first stage of riyat is that you're doing it. Be, you you initiate the act because for someone else or because someone else is seeing you the second is that this isn't your soul mode that um, uh, you aren't doing it solely for that purpose but you would do a better you would perform that deed better uh, if if someone were to see you Uh, something more hidden than this now this is the this is a very subtle form of ostentation is that a person does not increase his energy meaning with his ribada and worship however if someone were to see him praying at night before he finished, or immediately after he finished, he would be happy for it and some and have and find some excitement within himself. So you say salam because you woke up and prayed the hajj. You saw nobody was around. You prayed the hajj. You say salam, and afterward, uh, you notice that there was a brother sitting in the corner and he was watching you the entire time. And so he's saying that at that point, you immediately you feel happy for a period of time and you find some excitement within yourself this indicates that ostentation was concealed in the depths of the heart as fire is concealed under ashes such that happiness seeped out of him upon the realization that someone had seen him although he was unaware unaware of this before so it doesn't mean that you don't have pride or ostentation because you didn't start with that intention but that it's there it was it's covered up it just it needed something to be to to reveal it and uh, and this is how it was manifested due to the hidden nature of the doors to ostentation it's very complicated and we're all seeing this. And its severity in overcoming the inner self. Those earnest about religion conceal their worship and struggle against their egos. Ali said, Truly Allah Ta'ala will say to the Qur'an reciters on the day of resurrection, Were market prices not discounted for you? Were you not the one to whom greetings of peace were initiated? The people who the qura, who have you know beautiful recitation, you go to uh, the local you know meat or whatever uh, meat store or Shan masala store, and you know you get you're getting stuff half off. Or hey, you know, just take this extra. Mashallah, your thurabi last night was this incredible. It moved me. So here's an extra piece of gulab jamun for you for free. You know. So uh, were, were, did you not get that? Were you, were you not the ones of, to whom greetings of peace were initiated? Did people come to you and say salam to you? Were your needs not fulfilled? Meaning in this world. So you have no reward because you've already exhausted. You've already gotten, you know, you've already gotten your reward. You're not getting anything now. If you desire sincerity, Mawazali says, you must struggle earnestly for people to be like dumb animals and children when it comes to you while worshiping. This is, this is like the take-home point. You should not sense any difference between their presence, their absence, their knowledge of your worship, or their heedlessness of it. We should, we should aim to reach a point where it doesn't phase us. It doesn't phase us anymore if someone's watching us or not watching us. we're so, Remember we were talking last night. We, we'd be so, we should be so blinded by Allah Ta'ala that we don't have the ability to see what anyone else is doing with regards to us. Um, you should be satisfied with Allah Ta'ala's knowledge alone and seek your reward from Him. For indeed He does not accept anything but sincerity so that you do, so that you do not prevent yourself from His beneficence when you need Him most. We need Allah Ta'ala most on the Day of Judgment and in the hereafter. And th- there's no question about that. So he's saying, don't remove yourself from that from that mercy and that beneficence um, by doing things for the sake of other people. Okay, so he talks about whether ostentation occurs at the beginning of a prayer or uh, like or like act of worship or in the middle or in the end and what it actually means from like a legal standpoint and spiritually, what does it mean? But if we have time, we'll come back to it. Let's go to the Let's go to treating the sudden occurrence of ostentation. Perhaps you say, I have affirmed all of this for myself, and my heart is opposed to ostentation. So I've heard this, I've, I've now, I've learned from this section that ostentation is, is not good. I've affirmed it, and my heart is opposed to it. I know that I shouldn't do it, I don't like it. However, maybe an occasion of ostentation will come up and assault me unexpectedly in some acts of worship when creation sees me. I don't plan it, and then it, but then it happens. So what is the treatment in the case of this assault on ostentation? Know that the foundation for this treatment is that you hide your acts of worship just as you hide your immoral acts, for this, for in this is security. The way you would hide your sins from people, then in general you also hide your acts of worship, meaning you don't reveal your acts of worship to other people. Know that hiding worship is only difficult in the beginning. When it becomes normal, meaning you're habitual in your, that deed that you're performing, one's nature becomes familiar with the pleasure of intimate conversation with Allah Ta'ala in private. Look, if you were to perform zikr in privacy and you were to reflect upon Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in privacy, the sweetness that you would get from that, you wouldn't ever experience by someone else watching you. Similarly, when you're praying by yourself and you're standing before Allah and you're seeing Allah... The sweetness by, that you get by by and, and you know that Allah is seeing you, the sweetness that you experience by Allah Taala watching you is far greater than the sweetness of anyone else watching you. You don't even so so basically it's it's you it's a completely different experience altogether. So now when people are watching you, it doesn't bother you because you know that Allah is watching you and you enjoy that far more when you're thinking of Allah and you know that Allah Taala is you're engaging in Allah. You don't care about engaging in other people. So he's saying that um so no uh, so. Uh, Whenever there is an assault, no, okay, so he says, um, when it becomes normal, one's nature becomes familiar with the pleasure of intimate conversation with Allah in private. Whenever there is an assault of an occasion for ostentation, its treatment is that you renew in your heart that which was deeply rooted therein before. So you renew your niyyah with Allah. The realization that you are subjecting yourself to the loathing of Allah and the inability of people to benefit or harm you until this produces an aversion to whatever calls to ostentation. So basically you're realizing that nobody's, nobody really has anything to offer me. Only Allah's treasure is what I seek. He has really what I need. So people aren't. no matter how much money someone gives me for the deeds that I perform or the attention they give me, it doesn't compare to what Allah Ta'ala is going to give me. So you renew your intention and then you think that, well, look, I could seek the attention of someone else, or I could seek the attention of Allah, which comes with treasure and, and all the unhappiness and, and all these other things, okay as for repelling thoughts and repelling one nature from inclining to people 's acceptance, this is not included in moral responsibility, meaning again, this goes back to if you if 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 there lies within your heart, maybe this um, your, your nature is that, uh, this is just within your nature, but you're not actually acting upon this nature, then he said this is not included within moral responsibility. This is the theme, we're seeing this. Um, the most that it, one is responsible for is to dislike ostentation and to refuse to answer its call. So you have to dislike it, you have to hate it, and you have to refuse to attend to it when, it, when it's present. But if it comes up and creeps up on you because of your natural inclination, then you're okay, um, you're in the clear, inshallah. Okay, the last section. Displaying acts of obedience as an example and hiding them out of fear of ostentation. Okay, It is permissible to show acts of obedience in order for people to take them as an example and to encourage them if one's intention is correct and there is no ulterior desire contained within it. Uh, The sign of this is that a person appreciates when the people follow the example of one of his peers uh, while while he himself meets the requirements as a source of encouragement and informs that a person's reward for acting in secret is like his reward for acting openly then he does not desire showcasing. So for instance, we're in, let's give this example for instance, right? You yourself, you recognize that, you know what, it's time for the hajjud and no one really is, is standing up to pray the hajjud. So I'm going to go ahead and stand up and pray the hajjud. Maybe that'll be an indication for everyone else that they too should, should pray the hajjud. Now, you, you're you not someone who is going, no one's going to follow you because of it, in the sense that no one's going to, you're not going to win over their, that person's heart. You're just going to win over... Uh, and, and at that point in time, their desire to worship Allah. And so you're actually encouraging them toward worshiping Allah. It's not that through it, they're not going to become your followers, they're not going to become your moodies they're not going to become your students. That's not that's, if, if that was the case, then that's problematic. But let's say you don't even have that responsibility. You're just a person who doesn't have the responsibility of taking on other students or people under kind of your, your umbrella, and then you do these sorts of deeds, and, and it encourages other people, then you should do it. The sign of this, okay, so on the other hand, if his inclination is for himself to be the most followed, that therein is the call to ostentation. Then that, that is a, yeah. Um Okay, as for a- abandoning an act of obedience due to the fear of ostentation, there is no justification for it. Again, as for abandoning an act of obedience due to fear of ostentation, you're afraid that you might have riyā if you were to do this deed. Someone tells you, "Can you recite Qur'an?" You know, we're starting a meeting, or we're at, you know, we're at you're at a wedding, and someone says, "Can you recite Qur'an for the for the gathering?" You fear ostentation. Uh, he said, abandoning this act because of fear for it, there is no justification for it. Al-Fudail said, it is from ostentation to abandon a good deed due to fear of ostentation. You know, no, no, no. People are gonna watch me. I can't do this. You're basically displaying riyā. Uh, out of fear of riya does that make sense as for performing good deeds for the sake of people this is a soci- that's why it goes back to just be normal alright just be normal forget about it As for performing good deeds for the sake of people, this is associating partners with Allah. Rather, a person should act and be sincere except if the deed relates to the creation, like judiciary governing preaching. If he knows about himself that after delving into the deed, he will be unable to control himself, but will rather incline to the calls of desire, which is ostentation, then it is obligatory for him to turn away from this. This is like what many of the pious predecessors did. So in certain situations where repeatedly you're always just displaying riya when it comes to a particular deed, then he's saying you should leave it. But in general, the the, approach, the better approach would be to discuss this with somebody who understands riyaat well, rather than just stopping things on your own and then potentially having shaitan win, win you by taking that deed out of your life. As for prayer and charity, a person should not abandon them unless the intention to worship is not present in the first place, but it is instead the intention of pure ostentation. So for instance, you have a habit... Um, yeah, let me continue to finish the section. In that case, his deed is not valid and he should leave it. So you start the intention, you start somebody for instance, is, is calling for sadaqah. Now in your mind, you're like, well, hey, there's people around, I'm gonna make sure that I pull out my wallet in front of them and give it. That's your initial intention, that you're gonna pull the wallet out because of that purpose. He says, uh, then you should, it's, your deed is no longer valid, you're doing it for some other purpose. As for something that is done habitually, then and then a group attends that gathering or whatever, And then he fears from himself ostentation, he should not abandon the deed. You have a regular habit of when you come into the masjid, you put $5 into the donation box. This is your regular habit. Now one day you come into the masjid and there's a group of people standing right by the donation box. You're thinking, no, I'm not going to do it. people are going to watch me. No, this is your habitual act. You were going to do it anyway, so you should do it. You don't have to worry about what people are thinking. You were going to do it whether they were there or not anyway. Um... He should not ab- rather he should continue with his worship and strive to repel the motivation of ostentation. Do what you were doing and do your best to remove the sin of riyat from your mind. So for instance, this also applies you have it you're consistent with praying the prayer, and now you come into a itikaf, you go to a qiyam program, and you it's time for the You're gonna pray. You're gonna pray the You're not gonna think about I'm not gonna pray today because people are watching. You were doing it anyway, you're gonna continue any deed that you were already doing habitually. So this is the end of the section, inshallah. We'll um, May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, grant us all the tawfiq, the ability to uh, to, to deal with, with riyat. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us from from uh, all the evils of the heart. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allow us to learn from the, the, the lessons that were contained with this book and practice upon it, inshallah, uh, in our future life. Wa دْعُوَانَاً الْحَمْدُ لِلَّهِ alamin.